Hey guys, if you are a father who would like to have a deeper relationship with your son, if you have a son that you're trying to pour into and develop, if you want to help your son see the greatness that you know he has in his life, I've got a very special event coming up June 23rd through 27. We are going to be in Cleveland National Forest. My father's coming with me, Who my, the man who you hear me talk about all the time, who helped me become who I've become in life. We're going to be doing a father-son rite of passage event, Map and Compass Land Navigation. I'll be teaching you how to use Map and Compass in the exact same place that I learned in Navy SEAL training. This is going to be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. You'll, rem- you'll have these memories for the rest of your life. If you want to find out more, you can click the link in the description below. We've only got 16 spots available and we've already sold a few of those you can find out more at the impossible.life slash legacy navigators everybody wishes that they had that type of life where they always do the right thing it just starts with building those small things so discipline builds discipline if you want to be someone who lives a completely free life if you want to be something be someone who always does what you say you're going to do who always does those things like really just lives a kind of go the extra mile type life it starts with just doing some small things that you know you should do that's impossible let me tell you what i believe what's your weakness is not your technique yes! Yes! don't think you are know you are the impossible life podcast I mean, you're sitting on a winning lottery ticket an idea that is fully formed fully understood that sticks this is the impossible life podcast because nick and i are attempting to live impossible lives what we know is that nothing is impossible So instead of using impossible as an excuse to not try, we'll use the pursuit of impossible as an accelerant for greatness. If something's never been done before, that just means it's unexplored. If they tell you it's too hard, it's just waiting to be simplified. Impossible is a default label used by uncourageous people unwilling to take a risk. The real truth is this, the solution to any impossible task starts with this question. If I had to, what would it take? What would it take? Welcome to another episode of The Impossible Life. I'm your co-host, Nick Surface, and I'm sat across from a man who only bathes in the tears of his enemies. That's right, friends, the former Navy SEAL, Garrett Unklebach, a man who never worries about drought. I don't take baths, I take showers. Well, dude, you can put it in a bucket, and it's still your tears of your enemies. I also try not to have very many enemies, and the enemies I do have aren't crying anymore. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I actually kind of thought about what your retorts would be because you always fire back quick, and I thought, you know, he's not gonna say always. something. He's going to say something about how he doesn't have enemies. So you kind of, but I didn't think about the fact they were all dead. So, <laughs> yeah, okay, touche. Well, don't played. have enemies for multiple reasons. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, yeah, your hair looks nice today, G. Yeah, just want to make sure I keep you on side. <laughs> okay, so last week we did we gave people, and you highlighted that I don't cook very often, so I'm trying to remember these correctly. The, yeah, you ratted yourself out on that one. Well, whatever. It can't hide for long. We gave people the <laughs> eggs, milk, flour, and oil of life. Yeah. Is that, did I get them all? Okay, great. So those were the cooking ingredients, and that was in self-talk. But I feel like, is there a fifth ingredient, G? Because if there is, I, th- I feel like this week is going to be the week for the fifth ingredient. There's lots of ingredients. Okay, well, you know, you were like the cooking chief, even though I know your wife does all the cooking, but whatever. Anyways, uh, yeah, I'm throwing that back at you because I feel like you threw me down 
I, I'm going to humbly pass on that one and move on. Okay. Anytime you say that what you're doing is humble, well, we all know what that means. Anyways, so it <laughs> <laughs> means probably not humble. So this week, though, is such a, it, it's like in everything. It, this is like the water of, of cooking. Like it's in everything. And it's discipline. Uh, discipline is, I mean, I, I, it's something that no matter what you want to accomplish in life, it's going to be essential in there. And it's something that you as a Navy SEAL and, and really just knowing you and the way you live your life, I feel like you are so well qualified to speak on. And it's something that everybody needs. And it's, and, and it's not that we're just going to talk about discipline because we've done that before. I think people know the benefits of discipline. You actually have this amazing tool set that you've uh, like assembled in your own brain over the course of all your SEAL training and everything like that, that we're going to share with everybody, which I'm excited to share. Well, yeah, discipline is, it's essential to everyone. And some people may not see themselves as like super disciplined, but also sometimes when people see themselves that way, it's actually just because it's natural to them or Mm -hmm. they've, they haven't like, they're, they're not overly structured about their discipline, but they're very disciplined in the certain things that they do. Uh, What I want to talk about today are what I call the 21 uh, tools of discipline. And they're just some disciplines, or they're in in the sense that they're tools. They have a lot of different applications. Some of them are thought processes. Some of them are just a little bit of an awareness trigger, or a mantra, or an idea. Just like a physical tool, it's something that you don't use it all the time. You don't use it in every situation. But as I uh, the saying I heard so many times in the military, and this is also kind of corporate speak of tools in the tool bag. Oof, right. Um, a lot of these are just different tools in the tool bag. So don't use them all the time, but it's good to have them in there. And so when you find that certain application, you'd be like, okay, I'm going to use that tool. And so this might be, since we're doing a little bit more of a list, uh, this might be an episode that maybe you would want to take some notes on. Yeah. Or it's just going to be there and you can come back and listen to it when you're like, hey, what was that one thing? So I'll, I will talk about some of the things because I've heard some of these before. Um, but I, one of the benefits I want to make sure that we highlight up front, and it's, I'm going to quote you, which, you know, you don't have your own sound on here unless you're threatening me. That's and then weird. it's, oh, okay, that's the sound. Yeah, that's the sound. <laughs> I swear, like, you could wake me up from a dead sleep. You with know, that sound. My, th- my issue with, like, the loading a gun sound is I, that I the gun say. should already be loaded. I knew you were going to say that. Right? I love when, like, an assassin know, in a same. movie is, like, he's holding the gun at someone's head, and then he's like, okay, now I'm serious. I know. And he puts one in the chamber. I have no. such a problem with No, I, I, I am equally perturbed whenever someone's like, come on, let's go after them. And they do the same thing. But, I mean, dude. You'll, just, never, you'll never hear that sound from me. Because, yeah, the lot. Okay, anyways. I, so I knew you were going to go there, and it's... I stay uh, loaded. Yeah. <laughs> stay loaded, friends. That's a... Uh, Live ready. There you go. Live ready. Anyways, um, subtle reference. Anyways, so the quote, the benefit here that of discipline, and I'm going to quote you again, uh, and you don't have a sound effect, but you said confidence is knowing you can do what you say, and discipline is actually doing it. I remember you threw that out just as like a, I don't even know, you just said it, and I was like, oh, wow. Like that, that was one that I took down, and it's so true, man. Like as I've built my own disciplines and I've had little victories, I cannot speak to that enough. Like one of my sort of, no-go non-decisions just to reference episodes we've done in the past few weeks is that I don't break my word to myself and one of the reasons it is because of that quote and and understanding the growth of that confidence that you get when you know you can do what you say you can like that's 
That's so I love that. Level. Like that's honestly one of your discipline tools. Yeah, is understanding that. Yeah, and so the way that all these discipline tools are going to work is again, it's a thought or an idea or a mantra or an awareness trigger. And if I'm not covering one of them when we go over it, I'll explain it a little bit more. But the point is, like like Nick said in the quote, confidence is knowing that you can do it. Discipline is actually doing it. When you come to that point where it's like, man, I'm just struggling a little bit to actually do the thing. The idea is that one of these discipline tools might just be that last little uh, puff of wind that you need to get you over the line. For sure. Yeah. And I mean, um, so you've like I, I we talked about this and you said you some of these you pulled in from before the Navy, before you actually went to Bud. So as yeah. you know, you were 19 at the time, which I yeah, it's actually kind of amazing that you were. Yeah, so these. Some of these I've had for a while and I put this list together um, when I was doing a, a corporate thing. And I was like, man, how do I, there's a bunch of stuff that I want to talk about, um, in this 30 minute segment and how do I get a bunch of it in there? And I, as I started putting all these things together that I'd like to cover things that can be helpful to people, uh, when I do corporate stuff, you know, I'll address whatever the, the main topic is, but I also try to just help people level up as much as I can. Mm. So I was trying to put a bunch of level up, personal level up content in there. Cause if you can be better personally, you can definitely be better in oh, your yeah. business. Yeah. And I realized that I was putting together a bunch of discipline related things. So that's mm. kind of how this uh, when I first assembled this and then I've tweaked it a little bit over time. Yeah. And I will say that there's to the point you made earlier about, Hey, you may want to take notes. Or you might want to listen again. There's been a, there was a few of these and, and we revisited these before we actually, you know, turn the mics on. And I remembered the one that we're going to go over that just, there's so many good nuggets. So I like, there's no sense in alluding to it anymore. Let's just dive in G, but I just want to like emphasize again to everybody you know, these, this is a tool belt. Like you said, you can use some, some will be good for sometimes. None of them are good for all the time. I think that's pretty safe to say, like you can apply them in different yeah. areas, but uh, yeah, let's get into it. G 20. And, and by the way, it's a little bit of a, a, a point of contention between us. It, this, the title of this was 20 disciplines and you've said 21 and uh, it's 21. Okay. All right. We'll get and, to we'll, And last thing on, on just the tools, um, just like physical tools, you can have a basic set of tools. You can have a very elaborate set of tools, but there's really no like perfect set of tools. Yeah. So I'm not saying this is all or the only set of tools. These are 21 tools that, that I have. And if you want to make these your tools, you can make them your own. Here you go. We'll just all right. Number one. Number one is challenge yourself. Um, if you'll challenge your excuses, if you'll challenge reality, if you'll challenge yourself, Sometimes like when you're struggling with a discipline, you can get a little lost on like, what's the point anymore? Mm. But if you'll stay in a mindset and a thought process of challenging yourself and pushing yourself, that might be the little extra energy that you need to take the step. And when I was explaining this earlier to Nick, when I, when I first went through the list before we started recording, I told uh, Nick, this was like one of the first ones that I had early on. This was a, a you know, pre-Navy, pre-military deal for me. And the one liner that for me that goes with challenge yourself is that your quit defines you. Oof, what yeah. I was telling Nick was that going into the Navy, I realized like, okay, I'm setting out to do one of the hardest things that I could possibly do in my life at an early age. And I realized that I kind of backed myself into uh, a serious corner where I can go one of two directions where I can go the direction of, okay, whatever it takes, I'm going to make it through this and I'm going to pass. And for the rest of my life, like, Anything that's not harder than SEAL training, which there's not very many things. Yeah. There are. It's not the hardest thing in the world. There's a lot of hard things in the world. Uh, but a lot of things are much easier yeah. than SEAL training. And so I can go that direction. And for the rest of my life, most things I'll encounter, I already know that I can do them. Right? Or if I quit on SEAL training, I'm, I've already 
put myself into a box of anything that is this hard or harder than SEAL training, I'll probably fail or quit, right? And so that's what I mean by your quit defines you. And it doesn't have to, right? Um, like I talk about Michael Monsoor, yes, yeah, he quit and he said, this doesn't define me. Yeah. But I told myself in that moment, and it's a way that I challenge myself, is that I don't want to quit on this. I don't want to give up. I don't mm. want to fail on something because I can let this can define me. Mm. And so challenge yourself. If you want to be more disciplined, push yourself, reach for more within yourself, and let that give you some energy to be more disciplined. Mm. I love that, man. I'm glad you, I'm glad you went into the the quit and how your quit defines you and how you use that to leverage yourself a little bit. Because So just to make sure I understand this. So you're just saying like as a rule for your discipline, it's like always challenge yourself. Yeah. Just just always so, push for like that one more. Yeah, thanks for asking that too because that triggered another thought for me. Kind of the, the reverse side or the opposite side of that, if you're not challenging yourself, then you're trying to just maintain disciplines. Yeah. Right? And think about what happens when you go to the gym and you try to just maintain. Yeah. Like you're either growing. Yeah. Or you're dying, mm -hmm. right? So part of challenge yourself is like being disciplined is about growth. Mm -hmm. Being disciplined is about becoming the best version of yourself. Being disciplined is about accomplishing a goal. Being disciplined is not how can I just maintain everything that I got. Yeah. No, that's good. So that's that's one of the pieces. So that's a company with a growth mindset. Yeah. All right. What's next? Number two, delay gratification, and we've talked about this on the podcast before. Um, a thought process that I use that's a temptation-related process, a thought process that also relates to delay gratification is this, and that's you'd like that, wouldn't you? Mm. It's part of the conversation that I have with myself. Um, so how delay gratification relates to discipline. Uh, sometimes being disciplined is about trying to not do things, right? Someone's trying to be disciplined and they're eating. And eating is probably a topic we'll reference multiple times throughout discipline because it's an area that most people are trying to be more disciplined. Yeah. And if you'll just say, if you'll just think about delay gratification, you're not saying I can't ever have this. You're saying I'm not going to have it yes. right now. Yeah. Right. And it's the same thing as the, the resiliency thought process. If you don't have to do this for forever, you just have to do it for right now. The delay gratification will help you realize that being disciplined is not, you know, anti-freedom. Being disciplined is the freedom to make your own choices. Yes. And so just push off whatever that thing is like, okay, I want to, you know, well, I don't want to do any more reps. I don't want to do any more sets. I just want to do this or whatever is going to make you feel good. Just push it off for a few more minutes. And if you can just delay it, like just tell yourself that. You don't have to say, um, for example, like if you're struggling with eating Oreos or yeah. ice cream, like I need to quit eating this stuff. Pull, pull the ice cream out on the counter, put your phone down next to it and start a 10 minute timer mm. and say, I can't have ice. Like I was yes. going to eat it right now. That's good. But instead of eating it right now, I have to wait 10 minutes. And if you'll wait that 10 minutes, maybe you will, maybe you won't, but I promise it'll be easier to put it back in the freezer after 10 minutes. Well, and plus you'll know that if you do decide to eat the ice cream, because let's be honest, we all love ice cream. Be you'll but know that you chose, it was an intentional thing and it wasn't just like on a whim, like, oh, I've got a craving, right? Right. Because... So, like in between yes and no is not right now, mm. right? And so sometimes you don't have the strength to say no, but if you can just say not right now, I it'll like get that. you a little bit closer to huh. no. I like that, man. We're going to start our own diet fitness club one day, man. It's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I always say if uh, if I was your, your diet coach or your workout coach, we'd get done talking after an hour and you'd say like, now what do I actually do? <laughs> right? Because I wouldn't tell you what to do. I would just tell you how to think. That's some next level next level workout. <laughs> but wait, but where's the workout yeah. plan? No, no, no. Yeah. You, you, you figure it out. You yeah. figure it out. You'll be okay. Okay, number three. Plan ahead. Okay. 
Yeah, if you want like something that'll help a lot with your disciplines and part you and I live our lives this way, mm-hmm. um, uh, not by default, by design, but it's just so normal to us at this point uh, that we plan out our day the day in advance yeah. and we think ahead about what we want to accomplish, right? If you want to be disciplined in the gym, um, you can t- think about, okay, this is the time I'm going to go to the gym. This is what I'm going to wear to the gym tomorrow. This is where I'm going to put my clothes on. Here's the workout that I'm going to do. Like do all of the easy stuff, but really that's all the work that comes before. Like I think a lot more people uh, would be able to like reach their fitness goals if someone wrote out like a, here's here's all the workouts you're going to do for the next 75 days or the next 100 days. Here's the time you're going to do them. Here's the specific sets. Here's exactly what you're going to do. Like part of what makes it difficult for people is having not thinking ahead. Hmm. And then they arrive at the marathon essentially uh, making an analogy that the, the marathon being the discipline, they arrive at the marathon without their shoes on. They haven't, you know, hydrated, they haven't mm-hmm. stretched and they're like, well, this is too hard. Yeah. Cause you try to do it all at one time, right? Mm-hmm. Like plan ahead for your disciplines. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I, I'm just working through that. I'm that thought process is if you gave somebody 75 days of workouts, you think that that, that would have a higher success rate for them. I do. Huh? Yeah. By like having it all already planned out. Yeah. Uh, Cause I think a lot of people will, where most people don't have a hard time starting a discipline. They have a hard time maintaining a discipline. Yeah, that's true. Right. Yeah. And so it's not like that you have the desire to work out. You'll have the motivation real early on to jump in to maybe, you know, figure out what your first few workouts are, but you get into a rut over time or you just don't, you don't keep thinking in advance, mm. right? Like you, you think in advance when you're, you're not doing anything. So I'm going to start a discipline. Yeah. You spend a lot of time thinking about it, but then you get into it and you quit planning ahead. And yeah, that's so true. I think about all the times you try and eat healthy. That's what always catches up on you, right? It's like, oh, I just ran out of time. So I just grabbed what was convenient. And yep. that's, that's when it all falls You've got to always be thinking ahead. Mm. Okay. That was number three? Yep, that was number three. We four. should probably like pick up the pace I was going to say, bit. yeah, we're, we're going to break down every single one. This is a four-hour bonus episode. <laughs> <laughs> number four, take out the trash. And what this means is eliminate opportunities for failure. Yeah. Come back to food, again, an easy one, right? Like this is literal and figurative. Take out the trash. If you're struggling to with like eating junk food and stuff, throw it all away. Mm. Just get it out. Of, like do not, you know, put yourself in that place to be tempted. Get rid of all the things that are a temptation for you. Like, and that kind of goes with plan ahead. Like yes. I'm going to, I'm going to think ahead. Okay. I don't want to eat this stuff anymore and I'm going to get rid of it and take out the trash. I think you said not all of these apply for it's different tools for different purposes. I think take out the trash is a great one. I think about somebody who's maybe trying to find sobriety, yeah. like that's going to be real key for them. We, we have a friend of ours that actually just shared about being 11 years sober and he was yep. saying now he could go sit in a bar and it wouldn't bother him at all. But to start with, he had to get out of that environment. Oh, yeah. So that's a great I starter. I know that's a part of AA. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a great starter uh, tool right there of taking out the trash. That's yeah, cool. so like even if it's not related to eating, all of these things, if you're struggling with the discipline, come back and, and, and look through the list or listen to this episode while thinking about whatever that discipline yeah. is that you're trying to fix or to make work or to maintain and keep doing that discipline. If you'll think about it and listen through this episode, one or two or three of these things, you'll be like, okay, that's, that's yeah, what I need that's to be thinking about. All right, well, let's give it to him. What's five? Number five, scheduled play. And so this one can seem interesting, um, but the way I was explaining it to Nick earlier is, you know, a lot of people like they, they're kind of ADD or they keep yeah. like getting dis- distracted essentially throughout the day and like, oh, I just keep, you know, getting on Instagram or looking at stuff that's a waste of time or playing games on my phone. Well, if you'll schedule a time 
to do those things, then when you get that sensation, and it's kind of like delay gratification, right? Yeah. When you'll get the sensation like, oh, I want to play that game. Well, I've already got time for that. Yeah. Right now, this time is for doing this. And later, I'll be able to play the thing. Yeah. Right? So it's almost like you can, when you get that urge, you can satisfy it. Like the time is coming. Yeah. Right? It's guilt-free as well, isn't it? Because then when you're in, you can be all in. Everybody knows the Bible being present. So, absolutely. Yeah. No, being present such a big deal. Because the opposite, if you don't have scheduled play, then, you know, that's when your brain can say like, well, you know, when, are, when am I going to get to do this? Yeah. When am I going to get yeah. to look at Instagram? When am I going to get yeah. to play games on my phone? Because you don't have any time scheduled for me. Mm. No, that's good. I think whenever you say, hey, we're going to have a Navy SEAL talk about discipline. What's, what's, the, what's the fifth one? Oh, yeah. Schedule play. Totally saw that coming. Yeah. Thought <laughs> number six. Uh, number six is do better, which seems interesting. Let me explain. Uh, when it comes to like removing habits, if elimination is, is too difficult, think like, okay, I, I need to quit eating a Snickers at lunch every day. Well, don't just, if it's too hard for you to eliminate the Snickers, don't just eliminate it, but replace it with something else. Yes. Like, okay, here's a, you know, healthier protein bar or something. So like a lot of people try to go from zero to 100 yeah, on their disciplines. For sure. Don't do that. Yeah. Um, just take the, where your discipline's at, or if you don't have the discipline, just go to level one. Right. And then okay. go to level two tomorrow. So that's like a set, almost like a segmenting the way you guys, I mean, you've talked about in, uh, in buds, you guys would segment a lot. Like, Hey, I just need to get to lunch. Yeah, stair step your way into it. Don't try to go in the gym on the first day and start curling fifties. Yeah. It ain't going to happen. Yeah. You're going right? to tear your biceps. <laughs> well, yeah. Or just look like a, a fool swinging a bunch of weight around. Yeah. And the guy that, yeah, we've all had that time when you can't straighten your arm for like three <laughs> days. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, so, so do better. Okay. Number seven, discipline builds discipline. If you have a discipline that's really difficult, um, something that's like, man, I've been struggling to do this for a long time, uh, or you're in the process of building a bunch of disciplines in your life, start with easy ones. Yeah. Make easy disciplines. Like, hey, every day, you know, I clean up my office or I, you know, clean up my room for five minutes. Or even easier than that, when I come home at the end of the day and I change clothes, I will put my shoes away and I'll put my clothes in the laundry, hmm. right? Takes, well, how long does it take? Oh, like it takes 30, 30 seconds, seconds right? yeah. 30 seconds, right? Um, start with those simple disciplines and that'll help you build into bigger disciplines. Everybody wishes that they had that type of life where they always do the right thing. Yeah. It just starts with building those small things. So discipline builds hmm. discipline. If you want to be someone who lives a completely free life, if you want to be something, be someone who always does what you say you're going to do, who always does those things, like really just lives a kind of go the extra mile type life, it starts with just doing some small things that you know you should do. Hmm. So you, you, and you really think like that example you gave of shoes or putting, putting your shoes away, something that simple, just because you're learning that, okay, this is a trigger every because day. Because it's a discipline. Yeah. Right. Because most people um, don't naturally do that. Some right. people who are like very OCD or clean oriented, yeah. it's not even a discipline for them. Like I, I, it bothers me to not have it. Yeah. But other people, it doesn't bother them. It doesn't bother them enough to change it. They don't like that their shoes are on the floor, right. but they know they put them there and they just wanted to get to the couch as quickly as they could. Right. So I just use as a, as an example of something really small 
that pick it, like pick a small thing, like, okay, yeah, that's me. I, I don't put my shoes away and I know I should. I wait till I have, you know, four pairs of shoes at the bottom of my sink and then yeah. I finally put my shoes away. Well, just stop doing that. Did my wife call you for this? <laughs> I'm just, I just, no, okay. So if that if that's you, just take that one, for example, like this is a really small discipline. Yeah. I know I can do that. I can yeah. make that commitment. Yeah. Make the commitment and do it. And then you realize that you can do more, like more right. So then you, you combine that one with do better, what you said earlier, and you can see like how you start to build yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like you that. Don't, yeah. Or for, or for reading, for example, right? Like tell yourself, I'm going to pick up a book in the morning or in the evening or at lunch, and I'm going to read two pages. I'm going to read for, you know, one minute, two minutes, three minutes. Yeah. You can make that commitment, right? Yeah. To read for a minute or for two minutes. Well, if you can read every, every, like I would, I would have a hard time believing that anybody for a week, I only read two minutes every day, all week. Like by the third day or the fourth day, you say, you know, I'll read for five minutes. Yeah. Right. So start small and build it bigger. Okay. I like that. What's next? Number eight, focus. Build your focus muscle. And this one is like reading. Um, Nick and I have a great friend and uh, Tommy who, when he, him and I first came into a relationship, uh, he wasn't much of a reader and he'd made it through a lot of his life uh, without really reading any, any books. He said he graduated college and had never fin- actually read a book cover to cover. Just a lot mind. of spark notes and all that other stuff. And anyhow, um, we were talking about reading because we were actually um, in men's group where we were like trying to read a book together and he was telling me this. And he's like, man, I just, when I read, I just, you know, I read for 10 minutes or 15 minutes and I don't remember anything that I read. Yeah. And I said, okay, well, we're gonna, we need to build your focus muscle. Right. Because you start thinking about something else or you're trying to you're reading and you're trying to think about what you read and we got to just build your focus muscle. So if you can't read and this is like most people when you first start reading, it's also most people when they first start going to the gym, it's like, man, I do three exercises and I'm exhausted. Mm -hmm. Well, we got to build your strength. You got to build your focus muscle. So when you start reading, and this applies to other things outside of reading, but reading is a great example of focus because focus applies to a lot of things. Uh, When you start reading just read one paragraph, right? Yeah. Like I'm just going to read a paragraph and I remember what I read. And if you can read one paragraph over time, then you can read two and you slowly just build it. But you have to understand that you have to build your focus muscle. You don't just flip a switch or snap your fingers and you can focus for 30 minutes yeah. for 60 minutes. And I've gone through seasons in my life where I can like hardcore focus for 90 minutes. And then I go through other really busy seasons or or, or just things change in my life and I'm not having to do that as much when I come back to it later and I try to read for 90 minutes straight and I haven't been doing it for a while, I'm not as good as it as I yeah. used to be. So focus really is a muscle yeah. and focus will strengthen your discipline. For some disciplines, you need a lot of focus. Just understand that you're not going to overnight have, you know, be able to focus on one task for 60 minutes at a time. For sure. And if you want more on focus, we did a whole episode on it. I struggling to remember what number it was, but I can link to it in the show notes or you could just scroll up and look for it yourself. Okay, number nine. Yes. Live healthy. Uh, Health will impact all of your disciplines. Yes. And for me personally, this is what I've experienced. I don't know everything about health, but I am pretty healthy. Um, For me, Garrett's health pyramid is a little bit different than most people. Most people are diet and exercise. Yes. Some people say diet's more important. Some people say exercise is more important. For me, think about a triangle and at the bottom, or a pyramid, and at the bottom of the pyramid is sleep. Hmm. On top of that is diet. Yeah. And on top of that is exercise. I think sleep is the most important thing. I do so many things to optimize healthy sleep. Because if you can sleep healthy, then you can get diet and exercise right. Most people, when they don't get good sleep, when they're or they're not sleeping enough, 
they'll tell you their story of how they don't have time for that. Yeah. Right. And which is a priorities issue. Mm. And if you can, and it's a lot harder to, you know, go from six hours of sleep to seven and a half hours of sleep than it is to go from not working out to working out for 30 minutes. Yeah. Right? That's triple the time. Yeah. It's adding 90 minutes to your day for the sleep or adding 30 minutes for your exercise. So the point it well, the main point is that if you'll be really healthy, if you'll be healthy in your sleep, healthy diet, healthy exercise, being healthy all around will make all the disciplines in your life way easier. Because mm. I promise if you're physically unhealthy, everything is hard Yeah, Ralph, or harder. Yeah, Ralph Waldo Emerson says the first wealth is health. And I think that's so true. I, I, I want to just pause for a second. So you, you put sleep as like first, because I, I think what you said is you said first sleep, then diet, then exercise. That if, was your if order. If I had to compromise yeah. on any of them, sleep would be the last one I would compromise on. I would compromise my diet or compromise my workout routine before I compromise sleep. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it really gets any clearer than that. But I, yeah, that's I, I find that really interesting. If you ever want to spend a little bit of time, start looking at some top performers. Sleep is something that I've seen come up a lot. Tim Ferriss talks about that. Actually, our friend Steve Weatherford, I remember I was sitting there talking with him and he talked about his sleep routine. And he told me, he's like, you look at elite performers. He's like, He told me his superpower was he's able to sleep. And I was like, okay, that's kind of a weird superpower considering what he's accomplished. And he's like, he's like, if you look at a lot of top performers, he's like, the one thing they all have in common is their championship sleepers. That's what he said. This is Steve. And he's met a lot of very high performers. You've got to learn how to eliminate things that are keeping you from sleeping. Yes. And then I have more habits around sleep than I have around diet and exercise. Like all all these rituals and routines, things that I do to create good sleep. Mm. Um, Yeah. I hope that puts alarm bells for some people because it's, we all know, we're not our best when we don't sleep well. Everybody knows that. Like, oh, I had a terrible night's sleep. Today's going to be a rough day. Well, let's optimize for sleep. I think there's a stigma around sleeping as well. Oh, yeah. That people think, like, because they, you know, only sleep for five hours a night, that they're... What an animal. Yeah. Yeah, that they're, you know, they work hard. Why don't you just, like, you know, measure yourself by the quality of your work, not, like, the level of... Don't be Mm -hmm. a a sleep martyr so that people will think you're successful. No, Why don't you, like, be healthy and be a value add to everyone in your life and your business and sleep for eight hours. I mean, if there was a surprise sound effect, I was looking for it on the board. <laughs> I, I didn't see it. I would play it. It's like, hey, Navy SEAL discipline tips. Uh, yeah, number one, you need more sleep. Wait, what? Like, aren't you guys known for being sleep deprived? And, uh, you know, number two, schedule your fun. Okay, like these are things I did not see coming from my Navy SEAL 20 disciplines, even though you say it's 21. We'll see. But yeah, okay, let's keep going. I, yeah, I just, just, just to touch on that for for one more second on the sleep i think it has so much more to do about disciplines Mm. Uh, sleep in general has a lot to do with discipline because you could look at one person who sleeps for eight hours and another person who sleeps for six oh yes you might think like the guy who sleeps for six and by the way um when you look at sleep studies average american like it's like 75 or 80 percent of people are between six and eight hours is how much they need for healthy sleep uh it's a minority of people that require less than six or more than eight um but let's say like we've got two guys that are both in the category of they need eight hours of sleep. Right. But one of them is sleeping for six hours because he's working really hard. If we audited both of their lives, like it's probably the case that that guy's only getting six hours of sleep uh, because of other um, inefficiencies in his life, not because he's working for 16 hours a day. Mm. Man, that's such a challenge. I, I yeah, I, I feel like we could, I would, I would don't, love to don't, get sleep. Don't wear your low sleep as a badge of honor. I, I thought it was really funny. I remember, uh, a few years ago, um, I can't remember. I used, there was like T-shirts or jackets that people would wear, like the No Sleep Club. 
And it's like, one, I've been a part of that. Yeah. And I'm looking at the people who were in the shirt. And I'm like, you're not in that club. <laughs> yeah, bro. I, I, I'm the captain of the club. And you're not allowed to wear that <laughs> well, shirt. I, I would, I'm certainly not the captain. I'm <laughs> captain. I'm just a patron. Um, however, that's not a badge of honor. No. Let's well, it's it's like stress. It's like overworking. There's a bunch of badges of honor that are just stupid. Yeah, I could diatribe on this one for a while. Let's yeah. keep going. Okay. Number 10, growth, not gain. Uh, this is a thought process for discipline. Focus on a process of growth, not an outcome of gain. This is things that Oof, we've talked about man, a lot. So good. But again, these are discipline tools. Some of these things we've covered in other episodes, but I want these to be triggers for when, again, you're struggling with that one discipline. You're trying to figure out how to fix it, make it better, improve it. Come back, listen to this episode, and it might trigger the right thought for you. Growth, not gain, is instead of saying like, oh, I want to lose weight, Yeah, you're going to say, right, that's a goal. Right. But let's develop that into a discipline. And instead of saying, I want to lose weight, be someone who says, I'm going to hit my 10,000 step count every day. Yes. Right. And if you'll be someone that no matter what you hit your 10,000 steps, you're probably on your way to losing weight. Yeah. And if you do that one, you'll probably start. Okay. I got this every day. This, this makes me feel good. I'm feeling better. I'm moving in the right direction. Let's add something else to it. Exactly. Right? We, we talked about this in another way. If you've ever thought about saving for retirement and you hear those stats, like you're going to need, you know, $10.7 million. If <laughs> you no sat- longer need 1 million, now you need seven. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and you're like, Oh, great. And you're looking at your salary a lot of people will look at it and go, how am I going to get to 7 million? I'm not even going to get close. And they don't. So as a result, they do you nothing. You need 7 million because you didn't start saving until you were 40. Well, exactly. <laughs> but, but people feel so overwhelmed that the yeah. answer is they just, it's too overwhelming. So they get, they freeze up and they don't start. Whereas if you just said, Hey, look, can you save $10 a day? Most people would be like, well, yeah, I can do that. Well then great. You're on your way. And that's exactly, it's the same sort of metaphor you just use about weight loss. Hit the 10,000 steps, concentrate on the process. Don't burn yourself out focusing on the outcome. What's number 11, G? Okay, number 11 builds a little bit on number 10. Ooh, I like Number that. 11 is identity statements. Okay. Right, so where number 10 is growth, not gain. Okay, I want to do 10,000 steps every day, not just focus on losing weight. Yeah. Identity statements is about how you see yourself. Okay. Uh, there's a really good book. I'm struggling to remember the author's name. There's a really good book called Target 100. Uh, it's a weight loss book, kind of more geared towards uh, females. But in that book, uh, the author talks about how uh, women specifically, but men too, uh, but she's just a woman writing to women. But she talks about how women specifically, um, they'll kind of yo-yo in their weight loss mm-hmm. because they'll actually lose the weight, but they still identify as a fat person, mm-hmm. right? And they go back to how they see themselves, right? And it's kind of a self-image issue, yeah, right? Like they've lost 30 pounds, but they still like, yeah, I'll, I'll always be fat. You know, like they hear those negative thoughts and they end up going back there versus vice versa. You could like... If you're, if you are 400 pounds right now and you're just thinking like, man, I'll just always be this way. If you can start to see yourself as I'm an athlete, like, you know, you, you have your moment and go back to your high school glory days, right? Where like this, that's who I used to be and begin to see yourself that way again, then you're going to get closer to becoming that. Um, I think it's in that same book where she talks about uh, one of her clients who had said that she was an unhealthy person, but she wanted to be healthy. Yeah. And every time she faced a decision on what to eat, what to do, how much to sleep, what, when to exercise, et cetera, any of these questions, she would ask herself, what would a healthy person do? Man. Right. Cause this, yeah, this woman so did not have a lack of knowledge. Right. Uh, she said, what would a healthy person do? And then she did that. That is such a good question. You could insert that for so many things in your life. Uh, I think we touched on it last week as well about the importance of visualizing and having an ideal self because I think I was making fun of you about how you talk about yourself in third person, which there may be an intro coming on that. I've been working on it. Uh, just a little <laughs> been, teaser. Been at home rehearsing? Yeah. You know, I look in the mirror and, you know, no, I don't. But anyway. Nick, Nick and my wife uh, conspire oh, when do. I'm not around deep. about. Deep. 
it, it's yeah the, it, the conspiracy is deep but it's wonderful um yeah okay carry on what's the next one number 12 do smart and by smart uh that's a reference i don't know where it came from but they're called smart goals uh smart being an acronym for specific measurable achievable realistic and time specific um, what can be measured can be managed, which is a famous quote. I don't know who said that, but what can it be measured? Me. What's that? It was me. I said it. Oh, yeah. Make surface. What can be measured yep. uh, can be managed. With your disciplines, uh, this is similar to plan ahead. Specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, time-specific. If you'll get all the details down on what your disciplines are, it'll make them easier and more achievable. Mm. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's 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 been proven the smart goals is not a new one yeah so smart goals do smart disciplines do smart disciplines i like it okay number 13 this is one of my favorites okay elephants and frogs which is kind of a a trigger for two quotes um first but the elephant is how do you eat an elephant right we've heard that yeah, before one bite at a time one bite at a time yeah that goes with mark twain's quote who said if it's your job to eat a frog it's best to do it first thing in the morning if it's your job to eat two frogs, it's best to eat the biggest one first. Right. Right. So elephants and frogs is kind of, it's a, it's a trigger. It's a mantra for me on disciplines, right? Okay. This is a difficult discipline. Need to do it early in the morning. I've got a lot of difficult things to do. I'm going to do the hardest one first. Right. And then elephant, that's the frogs. And then elephants is how do you do something really hard? How do you eat an elephant? Yeah. One bite at a time, one small piece. So just remember, this is one of those ones that like you probably don't aren't going to have to come back and listen to this again if you'll just remember elephants and frogs. When you run into that really difficult thing again uh, or you have a discipline that's very hard for you to do, just say it to yourself. Elephants and frogs. How do you eat elephant? Hmm. When do I eat the frog? Early in the morning. If I got two big old frogs to eat, I'm going to eat the biggest one first. Yeah. Okay. No, I like that. And there's but, some good imagery that goes with that one. Yeah. It's, I, I don't even want to picture that, but thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> Number 14. Uh, momentum. Um, use smaller, dis like we said earlier with disciplines, build disciplines. Part of that is momentum. Uh, momentum will allow one discipline to go into a much harder one. For example, different than using a discipline to build other ones. Um, it's kind of, this is kind of like discipline stacking. If you have one really difficult discipline um, that, you know, sometimes you get it right, sometimes you don't. Um, use an easier discipline before that once it's like, yeah, I just did what I knew I was supposed to do. I said I would do it. I did it. And that'll help you go right into the next one. Uh, where I first used this one, when I first started doing my ice bath, um, I would do push-ups first thing in the morning, right before I went into my ice bath. And I would do them in a way that also gave me a little bit of extra motivation. If you've seen the movie, uh, dark Knight, where Christian Bale like rises out of bed and he's all beat up from the night before and he just falls down into the push-up position and starts doing push-ups. Like I love that. That's a mental thought for me because that's just like a thought of discipline. This guy just got his butt handed to him the night before. You can see all the bruises yeah. and the beating he got and he wakes up and just goes falls right into his push-ups. Right. So I love that thought. I would when I started doing my ice bath, that's what I would do. I would wake up fall down into a set of 20 push-ups and then go from that into the ice bath. And I found that that was a lot easier a lot easier than trying to just wake up and walk to the ice bath. I love that, man. I, I think that that, when you said that one to me, I, I'd forgotten it before. And when you said it to me, I thought, man, that's so valuable to, to build your momentum. It also makes me wonder, your wife must sleep with earplugs in because, you know, I can imagine, I can imagine the joys. We've got you, like white noise yeah, and okay. chili pads and all that stuff. I, I can just imagine the joys of you waking up and, and you just don't like hear me doing pushups. Dark night, dark night, like getting into it. I hope you didn't talk like it, like, come on, Garrett, it's time to hit the ice bath, you know. No? 
No. Okay. Well, moving on. Number sixteen. That was a lot funnier in my head. I feel very, <laughs> feel very small. Okay. Let's keep going. <laughs> Thank you for being you, Nick. I'll keep. That's all I can be. Uh, number fifteen, and this is uh, attributed to someone in our life who is referenced often on the podcast, Pastor Keith. Ooh. He says that right people, right place, right time equals right things. Yes. And how that relates to discipline yeah, I was gonna say. is get yourself in the right environment for success, for success. Just like we take out the trash to like, I want to eliminate these things. You also have environments that are going to set you up for success and mm. your discipline, right? Like if you want to be, um, if you want to be disciplined in the gym, hang out with other people who are disciplined yeah, for in the sure. gym. Yeah. So right people, right place, right time equals right things. Again, the whole point of these are tools to use to help make that difficult discipline a little bit easier, to help make it a little more repetitive, to get you on the path to doing it every day or whatever the frequency is that you want to accomplish a specific discipline on. And this is one that will help you a lot. Right people, right place, right time mm-hmm. equals right things. I like that. Yeah, I, it's so logical, isn't it? It's it's pretty simple. I also, are, all of these are simple to understand. It, you just need to be reminded of them yes. like, oh, okay, this is the thing. This is the way that I need to use that tool or this is the tool that I need for this job. If you've ever been a handyman or tried to do things, there can be jobs, um, especially like in, in auto mechanics. There's some things that it's like if you just try to do it with a wrench, it's insanely hard. But if you have the one specific yeah. type of wrench that fits right in there, you're like, oh, my gosh, this is yeah. so easy. It's almost like it was made for it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. Okay. Are we on 16? Uh, yes. We're on number 16. I know this is one that, that you really like. Yes. Uh, like number 16 is energy budget versus time budget. This was why, an unlock wh- for me. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you I was just say, yeah, you do so, this one. Okay. The, the way the, the way you gave this and what sparked it for you was that you said that you heard somebody talking about how people have a set number of words. Like there's an average number of words that people use. And so the thought process was don't use all your words at work because then you're going to have none left for whenever you get home for your wife. Yeah, it was a healthy relationship. Yeah, it was a healthy relationship tip that you then said, well, that's true of energy as well. And I can tell you that when you said that for me, like I I can't even remember where we were, but I just remember that was like somebody literally slapped me in the face. And maybe you really did hit me because it happens a lot and I can't remember. But (laughs) but that's kind of the point. Yeah, truthfully... I, I just sat there and I was like, man, I have budgeted time so much, but there's so many times whenever I will still have time left, because I think you coupled it, you said you may have eight hours of, of time in a day, but you may not have eight hours of energy. And that was when it really struck me because it's like, look, we all know there's some things that take more out of you. If I go run 13 miles, I can't come back and expect that I'm just going to pick up and be like, well, that only took two hours because I've just exerted myself. You know what I mean? And that's a very simplistic uh, way of doing it. But I think for me personally, where my blind spot is with energy budgets and, and forgetting that is with social time. Like I'll just yep. be like, oh, I love seeing, because I love seeing people. I'm very extroverted. So I, that actually gives me energy. But when I come back, it's no good if I come back and I'm completely deflated and don't want to talk to my wife and my kids because I've spent all my energy elsewhere. So well, Mark, Mark Twain was aware of this. That's why he said to eat the large frog, the largest frog fresh, right. and eat it early in the morning. That's a reference to the energy budget. Hmm. When I heard that relationship tip, I just kind of broke it down. It actually, they're, they're talking about energy budget versus time budget. They're yeah. saying like, hey, you'll have time for a conversation with your wife at the end of the day, but you gave all of your conversation, you gave all the things you wanted to talk about, you gave your energy to people at work, and then you get home and you don't have anything to talk about or don't have the desire to talk anymore, yeah. right? The, what they were talking about was energy budget versus time budget. Hmm. Um, that's Man. just the way they were saying it with conversations to save some conversation to have with your spouse. So really like with your disciplines, 
understand that you may allot time for a discipline, but you need to make sure that you're allotting energy for discipline. Yeah, and, and I, I wanted to say that when we were talking about sleep, my hardest days for disciplines are whenever I've not looked at my energy budget and I've committed to myself that I'm going to do something because once I've you committed put it on the calendar, yes. but you didn't really plan ahead exactly. enough and you're like, Oh man, like the calendar says I'm supposed to do this, but I'm freaking smoked right now. Exactly. It, that does couldn't, couldn't say any better. Yeah, man. I feel like I need to go check my calendar. <laughs> <laughs> so energy budget versus time budget, important one for discipline. Massive. Um, if you're not, putting those difficult disciplines first thing in the morning, then you need to make sure that you're allocating the appropriate energy to that block of time for whatever said difficult thing is. Slight, slight product plug that we do not get paid for. As a re, <laughs> but as, we'd, we'd probably like to. We'd love to if anybody out there at Whoop wants to pay us for this. So I actually got a Whoop and wear it because, of, because I realized that energy budget was such a blind spot for me. And if you don't know what a Whoop is, it's this awesome health tracker that you wear on your wrist. And it basically gives you like a battery reading for your life. Every day when you wake up, you look and it'll tell you, this is how recovered you are. And it has saved me. I've had this thing for maybe eight months now. And I, there's been a number of times, like it'll actually alert you whenever your, your normal baseline metrics are way out so that you can, it can be like, hey, you may be getting sick or there might be something to look at. And it's been spot on. And, and there's been times when I've been like, I just need to push through and I'll look at that thing. I'll be like, you know what? No, actually, today's a day when I need to maybe be a little wiser about my energy. I don't use a whoop, but it's not because I'm opposed to it. I think a lot of people who might be opposed to a whoop are people who might be a little bit defiant mm. of like, I don't need this thing to tell me what, yeah. what level of energy I have is. Uh, but the thought process that should go with that is a little bit of understanding the power of slow down to speed up. Yeah. That slow is smooth, smooth is fast. Mm. Um, you may think like, no, I'm just going to keep grinding, Yeah, which is not a word that I prefer to use. And I don't like that thought process that is so popular. I'm just going to grind it out. Yeah. Right. That's, it's a, it's a waste of energy. Grinding implies friction, and a lot of people are in friction with themselves. Mm. If you could just rest a little bit more, bring the right level of energy to the thing, you'll be so much more accomplished in a shorter amount of time and feel better about it at the end because you actually got it done instead of just saying, well, I just threw myself at the wall, get up and throw myself at the wall again tomorrow. Yeah, like feeling like crap but still somehow finding (laughs) a way through as a regular practice is not really glorious. Mm -mm. (laughs) It reminds me of... um, what my th- like what I see when I think about that is you like we you and I've spent a lot of time talking about and practicing like great running economy yes and like the opposite of that people have oh, horrible man. run economy yes getting those heels way out in front of them just hitting the brakes with everyone and you can just kind of see their body like slumping from side to side you can see it on their face yes just their whole body language says like I'm just fighting myself yes. right now and it looks like so much energy is being spent. Yes. And they're moving at a walking or barely walking pace. And they look miserable. Like, right? Yeah. If you would just like quit feeling sorry for yourself, stand up a little bit taller, shorten that stride yeah. a little bit, stick your chest out, yeah, take some forward. deep breaths, yeah. feel happy about what you're doing, you'll run way faster with way less energy. Yeah. Right? And so that's kind of what a lot of this is. Man, I have such a visual image. I will be driving down the street with, with my wife, and I'll see somebody like, ooh, they look like they're working hard and like, cause it's the people that look like they're jumping and all their force is going yeah. down rather than forward. And they're just not using momentum. Anyways, carry on. We're on 17. Yeah. So energy budget versus time budget, just to, to wrap that one up and relate what we were just talking about, just like running has a specific economy to it, right? Yes. Like there's an efficiency of mm-hmm. energy. You want to apply the right amount of energy in the right direction to get the right results. Well, with your life, with your disciplines, you need to apply the right amount of energy at the right time in the right direction, or you're just going to be throwing a bunch of energy into the ground Mm -hmm. and your knees are going to hurt. Yeah. 
maybe not actually your knees, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, number 17. Another Pastor Keith reference. Oh, let, let, the, long, let the gong uh, ring for a second. There. Gong it out. Number 17, AAP, assess, address, progress. This re- like this tool works with a lot of the other tools that we've already mentioned. Assess, address, progress. It's, a, it's something that Pastor Keith teaches for how to iterate, for how to continually approve. Assess, like, okay, what is my situation right now? Like, what do I need to be aware of? What's worked? What hasn't? Address mm-hmm. it. Like, how can I, what do I need to do to make it better? Like, specifically narrow in on the things that need to change and then progress. Assess, address, progress. It's just a process that he teaches for, like, when you finish something, when you begin something, just always be in that AAP. With your disciplines, live in a mindset of AAP. Mm. The opposite of AAP is I don't assess it, I don't address it, and I don't progress. Mm. Right? We all want to progress. We all want to get better. So assess, address is really just awareness and intentionality. Yes. I'm going to be, okay, I'm going to look at it and see that it could be better in this way, and it's great in this way, and then address it. Right? Like, how can I change it? What things do I need to fix? It's really just being aware and intentional and you'll get there. So with your disciplines, just bring some awareness and intentionality, which if you're listening to this, you're already doing that and you're doing a great job. For sure. And if you don't AAP, I think that's whenever you can start to find people that they serve their disciplines rather than their disciplines serve them, which we've talked about. And that's that's not, that's not a place you want to be either. So Mm. number 18, don't expect perfection. Uh, as Zig Ziglar says, people often say that motivation doesn't last. Well, neither does bathing. That's why we recommend it daily. Uh, you've got to refresh your motivation every day. And really the reason I put that quote with the don't expect perfection is I think, um, oh, I, not, I think I know that no one has a perfect day every day. Yeah. Right. And so when you don't have that, like you can, if you're getting just started in some new disciplines and this is probably a good time to be listening to this podcast, like Mm -hmm. I'm trying to start a bunch of new disciplines, you'll have a bunch of energy and motivation at first, right? But then you'll get maybe a week into it and you probably need to come back and listen to this again and see which tools you need to apply. But one of the, one of the things that usually happens a weekend or two weeks into, um, a discipline is you lose a little bit of motivation. It's not as exciting as it was before. Yeah, for you sure. don't remember all the same reasons and there's tools in here that'll help you do that. Uh, but that, that quote from Zig Ziglar about motivation is a reminder that you need to refresh your motivation every day. And what that also should remind you is that my motivation is not going to be a 100 every day. Yeah, for sure. Right? Like you are not going to feel stellar over the moon about your disciplines every single day. So don't have an expectation of perfection. Mm. If you like, um, exceedingly high expectations, having expectations that um, you didn't didn't have a conversation with yourself about. Like when, uh, with expectations, a lot of the time they're between you and other people, right? Mm-hmm. And unsaid expectations equal unmet expectations. But if you're not having a conversation with yourself about your own expectations, they're going to be probably higher than they should be because yeah. you didn't think about it, right? So don't have the expectation that your motivation should always be at level 100. Mm-hmm. And that'll remind you that you don't have to expect perfection every single day. Be happy with the fact that like I, I accomplished my discipline today, right? My workout was not a, a triple A plus today, but I worked out and yeah. tomorrow. It's going to be an A plus because yeah, I'm like going to plan ahead because I'm going to do some of the other things that we talked about in this podcast. Yeah. And if you're AAP in it, I mean, sometimes if you're, you know, you're to your point, you are going to have those less than your best days. Oftentimes, if you're using AAP and some of these other tools, you'll be able to understand why that is because 
you know, you're never going to be a 10 every single day, but you want to try and be pushing towards that, right? You want to, you want to at least be trying to be at your best, whatever that may be for that day. So I like that. Okay. Number 19. We're getting there. Getting close there. Number 19. Mottos, mantras, and proverbs. This is just a reminder that you should have them um, and that they can really help you with your disciplines. Mm. In fact, we already covered one on this podcast. I just put them in their own little thing together because they're so powerful for me. And again, not all these tools work for everybody. Uh, They're tools that I like. Uh, The mantra that we already covered or or really motto is how do you eat an elephant? Yeah. One bite at a time. Those are examples of mottos. Um, some like a, a mantra is that popular in the Navy SEALs is no easy day. Yeah. Right. So mottos, mantras, and proverbs, uh, a proverb that I love to live by that really keeps me long-term oriented. That helps me remember that today matters is the Chinese proverb. Best time to plant a tree was mm. 40 years ago. The second best time is today. I love that thought process because yeah. it's like today matters, right? Yeah. Like you can't, yeah, we know you should have planted a tree. We know you should have started saving a long time ago. You know, you should have been working out with the last, for the last 20 years, but you didn't. So you need to work out today. Mm, I like that, man. Yeah. So number 19, mottos, mantras, and proverbs. I know the ones that work really well for me. Find the ones that work really well for you. And you're welcome to take mine, but go find some of your own as well. And a lot of those will come from wise people in your yes. life, significant moments. A lot of times we've had those mottos and mantras before and they worked in a season and we forgot about them. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes you'll read something and be like, oh, I forgot. Well, like Batman, you watch Batman and then you remember that you'd forgotten that that was your trigger for the ice bath. Yeah. That's good. We on 20? Number 20. uh, Very relevant since we just talked about this is self-talk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So instead of us deep dive into self-talk, I would tell you to go listen to the recent uh, podcast yeah. on self-talk that we just, that was the last episode. Right? That was the last episode. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So self-talk is number 20 for disciplines and where self-talk is going to help you. Um, all the things that we just talked about on this podcast, number one through 19, especially mottos, mantras, and proverbs, number 19 are a deep part of your self-talk, mm. but also the things that we talk about on that podcast. Again, I won't go into it. Not just trying to plug other podcasts, but there's so much to cover oh, yeah. there. And I don't want you to just li- listen to what I can stay here in 30 seconds and think that that covers everything because self-talk is so important. Probably the most important part of your discipline. Yeah. Uh, except number 21. Okay. But we'll get there in well, a second. No, go ahead. Because I was going to actually prompt you because I originally wrote 21 disciplines and you're like, no, it's 20. And then you're like, actually, no, this is the 21st. So go ahead. This is the And this is actually the, the core to so it much. So yeah, I would say... Of the first 20, the most important one is number 20, self-talk. And then the most important tool for me, and, and it, hey, this is just for me, and I think this is the same for you, Nick, um, but this is, for me, what wraps all of my disciplines together. Mm-hmm, for sure. And that's number 21 is live with purpose. Yes. Right? Discipline has to have a purpose. I like to say that you can either be disciplined or get disciplined, right? Because if mm. you don't purpose your life, life will purpose you. Mm. Um, it, if you don't know how to apply yourself, life will find an application for you and it won't be the one that you like. Yeah. Uh, however, if I'll choose to be disciplined, if I'll discipline myself, that'll get me to the path that I want to be on to my purpose. Uh, if you live with purpose, discipline will have a point because discipline without a purpose, like truly, like if you think about discipline in the sense of like military discipline, right. Or discipline in the sense of like, you know, getting spanked or, or whatever, mm-hmm. any kind of physical discipline, 
if there's no point to it, it's just punishment. Yeah, for sure. Right. So we're, this isn't like 21 tools for punishing yourself. No. Right. This is 21 tools or 20 tools plus this one uh, for accomplishing your purpose. Right. Yeah. So the biggest part of being disciplined is being able to look at a discipline and understand the purpose of it. Yes. This is why I have to start working out. This is why I need to save money. What's the purpose? It's And the purpose, I have to say this, the purpose is not you. Yeah. It's funny you say that, though, because that's you actually, one of the first ones you touched on was how you leveraged yourself in the SEALs, that you yeah. said your quit will define you, and you basically t- attached such a purpose to what you did in BUDS that it was like, you couldn't not you couldn't not complete buds because it would have killed you to not yeah. do that and the the why the fast i've learned that myself the fastest way for me to feel unmotivated in my work or in anything i do is to feel like it has no purpose so yeah. what i do i mean i'm a contractor i work with a few different clients i will literally write down why i'm working with the client before i even start with them and i write it on my whiteboard so that if i ever get to a point where it's feeling like it's hard work and i'm not liking it i look over and i look at the why again and it immediately recenters me because if i don't oh, feel really good. if i don't feel like everything i'm doing on a daily basis is leading towards my bigger purpose I will lose motivation so fast. And I just, I, I, you know, I think God made us for a purpose. And so we have that deep sense of purpose in us as human beings. And I think when we lose that, we lose a lot of our motivation and we lose a lot of our, our sense of self and our satisfaction of life. So yeah, focus, it's funny that focus can be such a powerful tool for getting things done. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you say focus for too long, yes. that's where you can get lost, right? When people get lost, right? Think about getting lost in the woods. Yeah. Uh, it's because you were focused on something else. You're, you're just walking and talking on your phone for an hour and a half in the woods. Which is me, and, everywhere I go. And, <laughs> I have a terrible directional sense. Garrett knows and, this. And then your phone dies. Yeah. And then you have no idea where you are. Yeah. Right? Because you were just focused on that phone call. Right? So being focused for too long can wind you up in a place that you don't want to be. Mm. Man. All right. Well, guys, we went a little bit longer. I hope you all enjoyed that. I know that there was a few things that actually were, even though we've talked about this multiple times as we were talking, about, I was like, man, yeah, that's good. I got to put good that back in. It's good for me too. Yeah. It's, uh, if, I mean, I've heard this so many times. You only have to be told once, but we have to be reminded many times. Yeah. It's actually uh, in Second Peter chapter one, I was reading this morning. It's kind of what he says mm. in there too. Oh yeah. Like, let me remind you. Yes. What? Because you've already been told this. Mm-hmm. Let me remind you. So especially with disciplines, I know Nick says I'm like the most disciplined person, but honestly, I would just tell you that I remind myself frequently. And these are a lot of the things that I have written down that I'm reminding myself of. So let this podcast for it's you're probably not being told any of this stuff. You're probably just being reminded. So let this be a frequent reminder for you. I hope that this will be a podcast that you can come back and revisit many times. We probably went longer than we should have uh, for it to be uh, such a utility but nonetheless, maybe turn the speed up or the volume. Turn the, turn, yeah, turn the speed up. And let this be a tool that you can use to remind you uh, why you're disciplined and how to be more disciplined. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Remember to share, like, subscribe. If you think that this would be something that someone would enjoy, please send it to them. We appreciate it all. If you want to get in touch, you can follow us on Instagram at The Impossible Life. You'll find us on there. You can also email at impossiblelifepodcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions, if you want to get in touch and find out about Garrett's personal or business coaching, that's the way to do it. Thank you again for listening. Go out there, think better, and live the impossible. See you again soon. Long before ice baths were a thing, Garrett was doing them in the SEAL teams. Now we do them as part of our daily morning routine to make us better. We are very pleased to have partnered with Freedom Plunge. 
Freedom Plunge is on a mission to bring cold exposure to everyone. They believe that cold plungers should be affordable, easy to use, and represent the customer themselves. Cold plunges shouldn't cost a fortune, and these ones don't. Garrett and I both use our Freedom Cold Plunge every single day. It's customized. You can put whatever you want on them. For us, we have our Impossible Life logos. And here's the best part. Just for listening to this podcast, you can go to freedomplunge.com, use the discount code IMPOSSIBLE, and save $500 off any Freedom Plunge. These things are half the price of the ones that you see on the internet, plus you're going to save an additional $500 with code IMPOSSIBLE. Go to freedomplunge.com and get yourself one now. You will not regret it. 